Hey everyone, Chad here and welcome to the Light Your Fire podcast, where it's my mission to light your spirit on fire. Last episode, we talked about the people that are not in your corner. I entitled it, They're Not Your Friends. These are the people that you try being friends with, or it seems like you might be friends, but ultimately they just drag you to the depths of the ocean and we need to rid ourselves of those people. This episode is all about the people that are in your corner, your tribe, your pack of lions. And I had a couple things that are last few days that transpired with a few different people. And I thought, this is what it's all about. These are the people that I love. I love people that are out there doing awesome shit. They're chasing big things. And I thought, I'm going to share a little bit of these stories because it's really important that we find like-minded people, people that have similar interests, people that are after the same things that we're after, people that are open and big-minded and they're not going to shut you down. There's a, there's a great quote that says, that, that no one doing more than you is ever going to talk down on you. The people that talk down on you, the people that hate are always the people that are doing less than you're doing. So if you surround yourself with big thinking people, people that chase awesome dreams, that climb big mountains, that are higher achievers, higher high performers, you're going to elevate to their level. You're just going to keep elevating and getting better and becoming a better version of you. But you're also going to be inspired and you're never going to feel like they're against you or that they're talking shit or any of that garbage. So I, uh, I'll start with my boy, Chris. He just climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. I had him on my other podcast, the Chad Shipley show. We talked all about the prep leading into that a few months back and it just happened. Him and his wife summited Mount Kilimanjaro. He was sending me pictures. We were going back and forth talking about when he gets back, how we can't wait to see each other. how we can't wait to talk through this. And I just thought, how awesome is this shit? So if you are interested in hearing any more about the prep for that, which was a super fun episode to dive into with him, go and check it out on the Chad Shipley show. I'm going to have him back and we're going to, we're just going to get into it. I, like, I don't even want to talk to him, me and him just like without the podcast, because I think so much will come out of the initial conversation that I, I just want us to jump right into it, like jump right into another podcast and talk all through that experience. He said it was probably one of the most awesome things he ever did. Uh, very hard, put him through some difficulty and challenged him, but he pushed through that and ultimately was one of the greatest experiences of his life. Can't wait to hear about it. My friend Dustin, him and I are running a half marathon tomorrow. It's the Buffalo Creek half marathon. And we've been going back and forth all week because we love running together. Like we haven't had a race together for a couple of years. We were over the last couple of years, we've ran several races together now and he's out there doing triathlons. He's doing lots of runs. He's doing all kind of awesome and cool shit, but we haven't had a chance to really connect. And tomorrow we are connecting. Like we are going to set out. We're going to try to run a pretty fast pace, half marathon. I don't even want to throw it out there. We'll see if we can do it first. I'll come back on and talk about it. But it's just so awesome to have a friend that is like that amped up, the same level that I am to go into this race and for us to both be training on our own and then meet up and be side by side for 13.1 miles just to be out there killing it together, smiling the whole time. Like we won't talk. We'll be running too fast to be talking. But like there's just this energy that's shared between us and this just mutual love for that that whole time frame that we're running. And it's going to be pretty amazing. I was actually warming up for it today and uh, just doing like a three-mile real light run. 
and I, I was thinking to myself, like, how awesome it is to do these different events. I was thinking about the Ironman because of my next buddy up that I'm going to talk about, Dave, and, and the different experiences. And I, I was thinking, like, how much fun it is to be in an Ironman. The only challenge with those kind of events is the amount of training that you have to do to get into it. But that's what makes it so worth so what? Like, that's why so many people can't do them. And that's what makes them so special. Like the ability to get into a half Ironman, a 70.3 or a full length Ironman or an ultra run and have that experience of hours upon hours upon hours of an endurance type feat and everything that you experience through that, which I know sounds like misery to a lot of people, but that that is an incredible experience that a huge portion of the world will never get to have. They'll never get to have it because they, they just would never put in the work to be able to go into an event like that. So I don't want it to sound like, you know, that I deserve some pat on the back or that we're special people for doing this. It's just a lot of hard work. So it's awesome when I go and I do these light runs or I'm doing the training and I'm thinking about this is what it's about. Like I have to do this so that I can have that, so that I can be in those races and have those moments. And all I think about is the next big race, the next big thing. And uh, Dave, who I just mentioned, my buddy Dave is about to do the North Carolina 10 point or sorry, 70.3 half Ironman tomorrow. It's the one that I did two years ago. And I, I literally sent him like a five minute voice message. I recorded on my voice memo, just like I'm doing now with this podcast. And I sent him this thing and I'm like, listen, man, the first thing I want you to know is like how amazing you are, how inspiring you are. Like you're not a person sitting on a couch, watching TV, eating cheese. It's like, think about all the people that you're surrounded by all day long, how they live in this comfortable little bubble and they have no, like they have no dreams, they have no desires. They're going to stay at base camp for the rest of their life. And the things that are holding them down at base camp are these self-limiting beliefs, thinking that they can't do it. These limitations, these excuses, this, uh, this like lack of discipline, these lack of skills, this lack of knowledge, like lack of training, right? Like the just making excuses for every, everything. And I said, like, you're not one of those people. You're not a mediocre person. You're an extraordinary person. You're doing amazing things. You're getting up off the couch and you're chasing something huge. Just know when you're in it, just smile because so many people cannot do the thing that you're doing. And I was like, when you get to that end of that bike, like you have 13 miles left until you can say you did a half Ironman, something that so many people could not do. And if you're not familiar with triathlon, the half Ironman is a 1.2 mile swim, a 56 mile bike, and then a 13.1 mile run. So a half marathon run at the end. And I was like, when you get to that, that finish line of the, the bike and you're about to start the run, like you're 13 miles away from doing something that you've always dreamed of doing something that seems so unachievable. And you're there, you're 13 miles from it. All you got to do is push through, just keep going. And I, I told him that, you know, one of the things that is talked a lot about in triathlon is that you train for three events, but there's always a fourth event. Something happens and you don't know what it is. You're either going to panic in the water or you might get punched in the water or you, you might wreck on the bike. You might get a flat tire on the bike. There's something, no matter what, there's something. And I said, so you're not going to be able to prepare for it, but you can prepare for the fact that you know something else is coming. And that's what makes it cool because it's all about resiliency. That's life. Life's going to throw shit at us that we're not expecting. We're not planning for it. We're not training for it. It's going to come out of nowhere. And we just got to dig deep and figure out how to push through that shit. 
I, I heard a quote the other day. I absolutely love it. Said, uh, the the distance that you believe you can run is the exact distance that you can run. And it's so true when I think about like all these people doing these incredible things. Like they're big thinking people. They know that they can go further than they've gone before. If you only think that you can run five miles, you'll only ever run five miles. But if you envision being able to run 13.1 miles, 26.2 miles, a 50 mile ultra, a hundred mile, like you can do it. You just gotta push the boundaries. And someone, I saw someone post the other day, they were talking about like, hey, does running a 5K seem easy for anyone else anymore? Like I'm so, I'm so sick of running 5Ks and I'm thinking like what a toll bag thing to post on like social media. Like who cares if it's easy for you? Like you're obviously not challenging yourself enough, but the reality of what's happening with that person is that they've expanded their horizons. They've expanded their mental capacity. I did a whole episode on this. When you start doing hard shit and it keeps getting harder and harder and harder, like the the things that you start taking on are gonna seem like impossible to the person you were five years ago. Like when you set out to run a 5K, you're not even thinking about a 26.2, but then you run a 5K and now you've expanded your horizons and now you run a 10K and you've expanded your horizons. Next thing you know, you're running 15 milers, 18 milers. You run 20 miles in a a prep run and then before you know it, you're running 26.2 miles and you're crushing it. My my next friend, uh, I shouldn't even call him a friend, my brother, Kevin, he's out there crushing shit. Like he's going from running three miles to five miles to six miles to running a half marathon by himself on his lunch hour just picked up never was a runner hated running told me he'd never run further than three miles next thing i know the dude's out there by himself running half marathons donna uh, the member of my gym just one thing after the next went from a 5k trained for a 5k crushed a 5k next thing i know she's in the woods 20 or uh, 6.2 mile run on a trail loop this very hard course through Settlers Cabin Park, crushing it. Like it's nothing. I got my friend Lynn. She's coming to the Buffalo Creek Half Marathon tomorrow. Never ran a race. She's been training for the last two months. She was running like five or six miles. I said, you should do the Buffalo Creek Half Marathon. She said, okay. She goes out. She runs six miles. She runs seven miles. And she runs eight miles. She's coming back. She's like, all right, this is my pace. Is this good? What should I be doing? What should I be eating? How should I be thinking about it? I'm like, you got it. You got it now. Like just keep doing this. We'll put you in a taper go into your taper. You're going to show up on Saturday. You're going to crush it. She's going to, I think she's going to win her age group tomorrow. She's going to do absolutely amazing. My buddy, Chad Comer, the pacer that I had in the, uh, the 100, the Eastern States 100, who I, I feel so bad for. I mean, he's just an amazing guy. He was out there keeping me going the whole time. Told me he didn't care that he was going the slowest he's ever gone. That he was out there for hours upon hours with me in the pouring down rain, walking slowly up and down these hills, just trying to get me to the aid station where I could finally get out of the damn race at like mile 63 he went in at 42 with me so he did over 20 miles of me at the slowest pace he's ever gone well he hits me up and he's like i just heard about this race that you're doing the jared withrow memorial like the hill climb i want to do that i can't wait to do that i'm like dude you're probably gonna win it and guess what i got an axe for you the winner of this is getting a custom-made axe it's a six mile loop we're going up and down a hill the hill's 0.25 miles so you go up and down but the catch is the twist is it's, it's one, every lap you have eight minutes. You have eight minutes to get up and down this hill, which is a quarter mile. 
And we, we leave on the dot every eight minutes we leave. And if you're not back within eight minutes, you're out. So if you get in, it's 7.50, you got 10 seconds before we're going to start back out. And you got to start back out at eight and be back in in eight minutes. I'm going to talk a lot more about this on a different episode because it's just, there's so much that is cool about this race and everything that we're doing. And, you know, we're going to do the first lap is kind of like this march. Everyone's going to march together and we have a one mile, three mile, six mile option. But I'll get into that. A little bit down the road all of these people are just doing awesome shit like this is the stuff that amps me up this is the stuff i love so much i had my buddy nick coming this morning just stop by sweat bar he's like man i was at the gym i thought i'm gonna go talk to chad comes in comes in my office there's a class going on i'm in the back in my office do my thing comes in he's like man what's up i haven't seen you in a while just thought i stopped by and then we start talking about his tough mutter he did the six mile tough mutter with his buddies. Didn't think he could do it. Was worried about it. Kept talking to me about it. Next thing I know, he's like, it's the best thing I ever did. Next year, we're going for the 15K. We're going for the, the, the furthest one you can go for. It was awesome. We had the time of our lives. We did this. We did that. And that's all we talk about. Like, that's the stuff that I love. I love that shit. Like, when I'm around people and they're talking about like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, this quarterback sucks and like our, our offense is shit. Like I get it. I talk about that kind of stuff too. But I mean, after like, you know, 30 minutes, it's like, what are we going to talk about now? We just shit on all the professional athletes. We shit on all the professional coaches. Like we, we talk shit about everyone we could talk shit about uh, the highest performing people in the world. We think we can do it better. Like, what do we do now? What, what are we going to talk about? And that's, I can't stand being in those situations. Like I love those people. I have so many friends that are like that, but I get really, really, really jazzed up when I'm talking with people that are chasing big things that are going after it, because that just opens up a whole nother level of conversation, things that we can talk about, things we can get excited about, things we can root on, root for each other about. It's just awesome. So I wanted to come on. I wanted to talk about it because I want you to go find your tribe. Like tomorrow I'm going to run with one of my best friends. We're going to run 13 miles together. We're going to have the greatest experience. Like I, we have it. I, I still remember we did a two-hour run together Jan, or January 1st. Dustin likes to run uh, January 1st very early in the morning because he knows the rest of the world's hungover, feeling like shit, starting off the new year bad. Like they already screwed up all the resolutions. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to get up real early and I'm going to run for two hours because I know the rest of the world is drunk or hungover or going to wake up and regret everything they did the night before. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to crush shit. I'm going to run shit over. And so I did it with him. And at that point in my life, I was actually dealing with something that was really, 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 really bad. And, you know, he had stuff going on and we're just talking. We've got a nice pace going on. And it was a conversation I'll never forget. It was a conversation that probably changed the direction of my life in a lot of different ways. And that's why I love him. That's what I love about him. He's just an awesome ass dude that put me in the right mindset at that point in time. And I'll remember that run we had together forever. I'll remember all the runs we had together. That's what it's all about. (laughs) Not to mention getting up January 1st and just crushing shit because of the rest of the world is already day one into being lazy, into being mediocre. Everyone says they want things, but then when they find out what it takes to get it, they don't want it. They don't really want it. They're totally okay with just being okay. They're okay with being in the crowd. And that's fine. I want to be on the stage. And I want to be with the people that want to be on the stage. And when we get on the stage, we're going to celebrate. And we're going to have fun. And we're going to talk about the journey to get on the stage. 
I want to be at the top of mountains and I want to talk to the people that were climbing other mountains. I want to, I want to hear all about it. I just went on Brad Reba's podcast, Fired Up, and I didn't even know it, but like he told me after that the company he built is like, I mean, they're making millions of dollars now and, and they're doing awesome. And, and I didn't even know it, but we're talking on this podcast just about being on these mountains and chasing shit and that like we're in the trenches. Like we're not, this isn't 15 years down the road where we're like, hey, we built these companies and this is how we did. Like we were in it. And I even said that on the podcast. I was like, what's awesome about us sharing our journey now is that it's not like rainbows and sunshine. It's not like we have some like yacht we're sitting on and we're telling people like, well, if you want to make it in business, you got to do X, Y, and Z. Like we're in it. It's literally like talking to someone about an Ironman while they're in the Ironman. They're going to tell you everything, every little detail, everything that hurts, everything they're thinking about. That's us. We're in the trenches. We're talking about it. There's pain points. There's a lot of painful moments and, and it's hard. It's really hard. Like there's no losing sight of it. If you ask me now about the Ironman, I'm like, yeah, I mean, it was hard. I'm not going to remember a lot of the details. I'm just going to be like, yeah, I mean, and I'm all, I'm not even thinking about it really being that hard. I'm like, ah, I could do another one of those. But like in the moment, I'm going to give you all the details. I gave a lot of those details of the people that were with me. Shauna saw me, saw me suffering like I've never suffered before. She saw me in one of the weakest physical and emotional states I've ever been in. My family saw me. I still remember, it's so funny, I still remember seeing my family and thinking like, I mean, I had been, like when I first started running, I was running like one mile on a treadmill and I'm thinking, oh man, like I I just want my brother to see me at at this finish line or I want my sisters to see me at this finish line. And I didn't even know what the hell the finish line was. I didn't even know what the race was. Like I just had it in my head that I wanted people at like the finish line just cheering me on and and like rooting for me and and it was all because like I they know that I put in all this work and then I never even dreamed of it being an Ironman in Lake Placid, New York when I got my whole like my brother there, my sister there, I got Jason there, Christine, I got Shauna there and they're all rooting for me and then I'm running a 50 mile ultra through my backyard in Settlers Cabin Park and my sister Dora shows up to see me do one lap and she stays for 13 hours to watch me lap after lap after lap. That was eight laps, eight six-mile laps. And every lap I came back, her and Shauna were sitting there waiting for me. And I got to see, like, I got to finish that race and see them at the finish line. Things that, like, I would have never dreamt of. All I wanted was, like, someone to, like, be cheering me on and be in my corner and, like, be rooting for me. And next thing I know, these people are showing up in the most unimaginable ways possible. And that's all I, like, that's all it's about. I don't want to talk about me. I just want to talk with people about doing awesome shit that are out there. Like I met a guy in that race. And if I saw him in a bar, we would have the best time for the like four hours talking about that race. We don't even know each other and we would have a blast. That would probably be one of the highlights of my year instead of like, you know, doing this or doing that, just sitting down with that dude, having coffee and talking about that race. Oh, remember when we were like at mile 42 and I was begging that lady for ice cubes because I was, I thought I was overheating. And then, uh, you on the last lap, you didn't even think you were going to start it. And then turns out like you just made the cutoff to start that last lap. And he's going to be like, yeah, like I totally was about to walk away. I didn't want to like, that's actually what he said to me then just talking about this stuff gets me so excited. If you can't tell I'm pumped up, I'm going to see my dad right now. I got him a big ice cream cake. We're going to sit down, eat some dinner, eat some ice cream cake. I'm going to go back, 
get a couple carbs in me tonight. And uh, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to see one of my best friends. And I'm going to kick this race's ass. Let's go. That's it. I'm out.